gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. How you doing, Crow? Hello. Today is an extra special episode for all sorts of reasons. Do you know why? Oh, you're asking Crow? Yeah, I'm asking Crow. I thought you may be asking our guest that. Well, I was getting to that, man. Oh, you, you ruined the dramatic effect. <laughs> oh, God. Are you new here? <laughs> Can we yeah. edit that out and start over again? No. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> uh, so we have a special guest today, and... He's got a unique name. This is Cebu Flowerpecker. And yes, that is a bird. It is almost extinct, but it is a bird. Okay. Okay, so do you want to go by Cebu? Do you want to go by Flowerpecker? What do you want to... You want to go by CF or... CFP? <laughs> um... Flowerpecker it is. <laughs> <laughs> but the other reason that's special today is we are testing out a new setup. First of all, we're in bunker number two. But we've got a new mic set up here and everything, so... Yeah, we got the, the, our, our mobile mic up, and we're just testing it out for our, our fancy live show we're going to have coming up. Yep. We should have had in episode 100. Yeah, but the COVID's got us. So but I guess we do it. But it's really weird to not have a mic to speak into, to just have this thing sitting in the middle of the table. Yeah. So, it's kind of weird. Anyway, should we jump right in? No weirder than the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty of subjects if you would like to get started. I didn't know you were king. Well, the guy that runs the board runs you the show. Look, you look sort of like Sean King. I do. I got my little... I got my little... Well, I don't have my thin mustache. I should make a little pencil mustache. Talcum X. Yeah, I should be... I've heard Thurgood Marshmallow. Talcum X Redux. Yeah, That's Andrew good. Schultz, a comedian, he's got like a five and a half minute rant about him. And he throws a, out a bunch of names like well, that that are so since we, since we brought his name up, uh, he's the one that tweeted out that um, we should go after any depictions of Jesus Christ that are European-looking or white-looking, and we should get rid of that. Right, because Jesus is a white supremacist. Right. So any saying. statues, any depictions of him in stained glass, all should be destroyed and pulled down. Just like, you know, they're pulling down all the uh, monuments and the statues, and, uh, you know... Wait, when, when did they start monuments? doing that? <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. When did you yeah. hear this? So, yep, Telcomax, he uh, tweeted out, and he was dead serious. He's all depictions of Jesus Christ as a European or as a white man should be uh, yeah. stricken from the record. Well, Andrew Schultz's point was, he's saying that Jesus was not white. That he's from Palestine, right. so he would, and they they showed this picture of what, uh, I, I saw this years ago, they said based on sort of historical record, and time and place people of this is roughly what jesus would look like and they made like the full model clay head like they do with the skulls they find like they did with cheddar man i don't know who cheddar uh, man he's is. like this was like one of the earliest african but but yeah so they'll do yeah. like the csi people will build they'll find a body and they'll make the face from the skull, and skull all that. Yeah. so they kind of did that representation with jesus and they're like no he's brown skinned and all this and so andrew schultz goes so you're saying that Christianity appropriated a dark guy and made him white, and Sean King has a problem with that. <laughs> He's like, you don't get irony, do you? No, no. Cheddar Man, from what I remember, was an old uh, skeleton, they thousands of years old that they exhumed out of somewhere mm -hmm. in Europe, and then they, when they reconstructed it, it looked like a black dude. And they're like, see, a black men, a black people were were here before white people in Europe. And it's like, uh, it doesn't, and then when they did it, like really did him up, you know, to make him look human, they gave him blue eyes. It's like, <laughs> knock that shit off. Enough already. Well, it's like, how do they know what color dinosaurs were? <laughs> you know? But yeah, Sean King thinks that uh, Jesus was a white supremacist, you know, other than the Bible doesn't tell you any of that stuff. And uh, so he was appropriated by uh, white culture to, uh, to, well, in, to bring uh, other, to bring whites aboard with Christianity. Well, see, yeah, and that's fine. I, I'm not. I've seen depictions of Jesus from like with every ethnicity. I've seen him look Middle Eastern. I've seen him. I've seen black Jesus on uh, black homes have their little paintings of Jesus, and he's very dark skinned in those paintings usually. And I'm, I'm like, so big deal. He represent. You know, it's what he represents. It doesn't matter if he's. You know, he represents all men. 
Uh oh, wait. And women. Sorry. Well, Andrew Shield's best line in the whole thing, aside from the Sean King stuff, was uh, he said, you know, it's okay if occasionally Jesus looks like a gay guy who owns a cupcake shop. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Shh, shh, shh. Then we might pick that up pretty good. There we go. But that, the, that's actually that's actually the tone on my phone when I get a text. It's the, a bottle cap uh, coming off a bottle. Hmm, I thought I thought it would be uh, bees pollinating flower pecker. Oh, yeah, well, it's not. <laughs> well, so I mean, so you got so I digress. But look at the name of that beer, Mexican Honey. Oh, you're not allowed to drink that. Well, it's light. Even it worse. D- it doesn't. Even worse because did you hear that? What was it? Uh, the, the band, the, the Dixie Chicks. No, no. no now Maybe. they're just the chicks. No, Maybelline. Did you hear about Maybelline? The the they're, eyeliner. They're getting rid of all references to lightning, and to whitening. They are in all their uh, products. All the stuff that's supposed to lighten or whiten, they're getting rid of all that. So is uh, toothpaste going to be is ultra bright? Is done? No, absolutely. <laughs> is toothpaste going to be tooth not so darky? I mean, <laughs> and, you know, and, you know what, Rooster? That's funny because a friend of mine who's uh, been in China oftenly or many times, he said that they actually had a toothpaste from there that they had to change the name or completely get a, get rid of because the name of the toothpaste was called Darky. <laughs> when, it tra- when it translated. The soundboard is too quiet. Really, nigga? <laughs> I mean, this, this appropriation stuff and this... You know, hey, this is my culture, not yours. This has gone way too far. Well, then you've seen video, or you probably have not seen these videos, but I've seen uh, YouTube videos about videos where these makeup, these women that do the makeup tutorials or whatever, and they're putting on a, like a charcoal face scrub or charcoal face mask, pure black. So they put it on and it looks like, looks like they're doing blackface and they're just getting, you know, excoriated. So you can't, you can't do the blackface, but you can't have whitening. You can't, what do you have to just, everything has to be just, Gray. Gray, gray, gray. That's it, right? Did you see that they pulled the community episode off Netflix where they play uh, Dungeons and Dragons? What? No. Because that was actually a good episode. It is, well, people who like community uh, widely view that as like one of the best written episodes yeah, ever on that show. In fact, one it's of because the best... because of Fat Neil? No. Well, it starts out because of that, because of the fat shaming. It's because the one guy dresses up like a drow elf, so he's basically in blackface. Uh, the Ken, the, uh, the Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he dresses up in black. Community, wasn't that, wasn't that an NBC show? Yeah. That was great. It was really funny. But now it's funny because Jenna Marbles, do you guys know who she is? Mm-hmm. She's one of the sort of original YouTube influencers back with PewDiePie and all them. Uh, oh, yeah. I've, I've heard she of does some pretty funny stuff, but I mean, her her stuff's sort of geared at, you know... Uh, didn't she have to apologize for something 10 years old or something? No, she didn't, though. She oh. didn't have to apologize, but she... She made a Nicki Minaj video, or a video where she wore blackface impersonating Nicki Minaj doing a rap about Asian people. But doesn't Nicki Minaj always, I always see her, she like has white shit smeared all over her face. Yeah, so uh, yeah. so anyway, Jenna Marbles basically came out and said, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm going to take some time off from YouTube. She's got 22 million followers. And you know we're starting to reach a point where people are going, well, wait, I didn't have a problem with you know, you. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel's apologizing for stuff from 10 years ago. Jimmy Kimmel should apologize for everything he said since then because yeah. he's a moron. Yep. But like Jimmy Fallon, they're going after him from something from 2011 where he wore blackface. It, this is just, you know, apparently there was this wave of blackface that none of us noticed, you know. Well, that I suppose that was my privilege. That, what about that the Wayne's sure brother? Oh, wait a minute. They went whiteface. Yeah, they did. But how come? How come the Wayans brothers don't have to be canceled? Oh wait, sorry, the Wayans brothers have been canceled. Yep, because they're the, the Wayans brothers. Because <laughs> yeah, they're not funny. So, next topic, please. Anybody? Uh, I got one more. Jeez, <laughs> oh, what a digression! I got one more. Uh, Begin from, um, and now. <laughs> Bubba Jesse Wallace. Oh, oh. I don't want to talk. Please about that. no. Here's here's what I can't stand about this. Is that <laughs> only one thing? <laughs> it, so apparently there's a noose hanging there. I don't think it was a noose from, but from the pictures I've seen. But fine, a loop. Yeah, it was a loop. Um, and there's been some say that maybe NASCAR sort of doctored some film or some pictures. But regardless, this thing was in place in October, and they couldn't have known his car was going to get parked in there. But the part nobody talks about is he never saw it. 
Yep. Not once. So he was being offended and doing the big apology, th- or the big uh, give me an apology tour, based on something he never saw and never happened. And so now we're not even to the point where at least Jesse Smollett could say, hey, a couple of guys did rough me up in MAGA hats. But yeah, even though but he, fake, didn't know he paid him. This just didn't even happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it literally did not happen. And he's making it up. Yep. And nobody is saying, well, this is bullshit. And I can't, I can't stand that we're just accepting this. Well, I saw an interview with him on one of the networks where he right away, you know, he had to make sure he was out there on all the networks right away. And they, I saw a clip of him saying, well, anybody that doesn't believe the validity of this or doesn't believe it happened, they're ignorant. Yeah. I'm like, that didn't age well. Bitch, you crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, have no time for this anymore. No time for that business. And what business is that? Uh, the racial uh, hustling. Yeah. All done with it. Well, it's, it's, you know, if we want to, if we're there, might as well interject that I did, I did see uh, Larry Elder's movie uh, called uh, Uncle Tom. Okay. And you can just go to UncleTom.com and you can put in like Prager or... Uh, Gorka, and you can get twenty percent off. What is it then? What's the, what was the cost of the ticket? Or it, it was uh, nine. Was it nineteen bucks? And then for an extra ten bucks, you can get the DVD. Okay. And and then you just you you're just on SalemNow.com, right. and then you can access the film uh, video oh. anytime you want and see it. So you know you can if you're over at Joe's house, you could. You know, you could watch it there if you wanted. And stuff. I will. Uh, I don't. I don't go to Joe's anymore. I'll put a link in the in the show notes there. Yeah, but it's it, it was it was it was it was good. It really was good, and it, it brought in lots of. Um, I I had heard a lot of things before, but it reiterated some of those facts to me, and I found so it. Who, who was I found, was I found it very. Uh, who were some of the people they talked? Was that Her, Herman Cain was in it. And uh, Candace was in it. Candace Owens. And what what was the point of the movie? I mean, I can kind of tell by the These are um, conservative blacks uh, just talking about basically saying, hey, you're you're continuing only to put this upon yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was... uh, uh, B.O., he did a lot to change things to make it, you know, all the troubles that we're having today because of his presidency and, um, and such, which they, they don't like, but, uh, these other guys like, uh, who's not, Je- not Jesse Jackson, but the, the other guy, Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton, these people, uh, I mean, they're the real sellouts because they're selling their services to promote an agenda that doesn't help they're they're skin colored people because right. after all we're all just humans. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's obvious what the what the race hucksters like uh, Sharpton do is they just go to anybody with big deep pockets and they say kiss the ring, otherwise we're gonna make trouble for you, and then give me a shitload of money. Now give my my uh, foundation a shitload of money, quote unquote, uh, and then they live large. Uh, L. Sharpton has his own private jet. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if he actually owns it or if he can rent it out, but regardless, that's a lot of money, <laughs> and that's because of t- going to these corporations and everybody and and putting up a stink and saying we're going to make your life hard unless you pay out, and they pay out. Well, right, it's, it's good business. Yeah, and it, well, that was what, and that was one of the things that they said that was like um, President Obama. He he came to learn that that. Keeping getting these people back down again keeps them in line so that the Democrats can you know it's a reliable voting base exactly. But now seeing as is uh, uh, what is it Brexit? No, yeah. no. Blacksit. 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 No, Blexit. Blexit. Yes, Blexit. Um, um, that with that running forward, they're you know getting the illegals in, and so that, of course they're their new. Their new, their new crop, so to speak. Yeah, the reliable voter base, voting base. Yeah, is uh, Hispanic or illegal Hispanic? Not illegal Hispanic. Well, yeah, illegals even. <laughs> well, the way they're talking about trying to push for the mail-in voting, um, and just to find out that uh, 
the online voting that just happened, which city was it where they had 20% of it was ended up being fraud? Yeah, Tim Pool had a video about that I didn't get to. I can't to. remember what city it was. Damn, I just I just but, saw it today again. But then they also had a town in California that had mail-in voting for something that wound up being overwhelmingly Republican, too. Yeah. So It's just not a good thing at, at all. But going back to the the show, the Uncle Tom. So they called it Uncle Tom because something actually wasn't Uncle Tom actually a guy that was actually helping out his community. He what? wasn't he wasn't uh, selling out, right? Is that what their premise well, was? Well that's yeah, that's so yeah, so that was the that's that's the deal that that uh, they're because these guys are supposedly Uncle Tom's by by yeah, selling out being, and capitulating and doing whatever the white man tells them to do just so that they don't have to work the plantation or get beat or whatever. So they just yes, sir, yes, master. That's supposed to be an Uncle Tom, right? No, it's 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 the other other way around. Uh, it's my show, and you agree with me, or you never come back on again. Is it your show? I mean, we all know I'm the flower picker. No, I mean that's what there's. That's what most people say though about Uncle Tom. Like the black community and the liberal whites will say Uncle Tom was a race trader. He he was um, helping out. You know, was just basically you know um, subservient to the white man. But it turns out, isn't it turned out that actually that wasn't what he was doing? Or am I wrong? Um, you know. I, Did they get so into that? In the definition, definition. Roosters got it. A black man considered to be excessively obedient or servile to white people, a person regarded as betraying their culture or social or social allegiance. But then the actual see. So then, they, they, so then, so then that means if they're if they're not, then they're they're going beyond and becoming successful. But I'm just wondering if the reason they named the documentary Uncle Tom is because there might have been some insight to say that maybe the, the term Uncle Tom is uh, you know miscast or misplaced. I don't know. Well, they, they, I mean, they're using it as a as a as a a vehicle to to. I mean, did you pull even watch in, the put, movie Flower Pecker? Mm, <laughs> did you? I mean, I, I did. I did, but but they they didn't. I don't think they 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 spoke about okay. the the definition per se. Well, because that's they they all know that that's what it's, it's used for. Like all the the conservative or or Republican or right leaning black people like Candace Owens or. Or um, uh, you know, Brandon Tatum is another one. Yeah, you know, the officer. That yeah. that. Wait, they Brandon get, Tatum's black. Yeah, <laughs> they get called Uncle Tom's or um, sellouts or worse, coon, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. But see, I don't understand how. So, but see, because they're they're successful and 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 then not going along with the way that to, to be subservient in a well, sense then. Yeah. Well, so henceforth there's, there's always terms like this for everybody create who's successful created by jealous people. Yeah. So yeah. you know you call them an Uncle Tom if they're successful because they're doing it the white man's way. You're calling my my kids use try hard all the time. You know, if you do well in something like sports, uh you're just a try hard. You know, and I'm like, well what does that mean? And they go, Well they're just trying harder than everybody else. I'm like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Um there's uh, the South Park episode where they said uh, they were calling everybody sellouts. And they go, what's a sellout? And they said, oh, a sellout is if you do something and you get paid for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or if you're good at something and you get paid for it. Um, there's stuff like that all the time. And so it's just, you know, Milton Friedman has a great quote about this. I'm, I'm not quoting exactly, but I'm paraphrasing. He says, the difference between greed and ambition or success is who's doing it. You know, if you do better for yourself, that's ambition, that's success. If someone else does better for themselves, that's greed. If you go in and negotiate <laughs> yeah. a raise, hey, good on you. If that other guy does it, fucking greedy bastard. You know, going asking for more money, we're doing the same job, damn it. You just, all of these terms are created by envious, jealous people. You know, and, and I just I get sick of this after a while. It's like, instead of trying to make all these terms and drag everybody else down, why don't you spend a little effort and get better? Well, well and that was what Herman Cain said in the movie. Because he, he, was, he was working, I think it was some job, and, and there was a white guy who, had, they both had kind of the same background to a certain point, and then there was this... Uh, uh, a raise was coming for 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 the job or something. So and they were competing for the same new, newer, better position. Better something like position. that, yeah. And and Herman Cain said, 
went to the, the boss and said, hey, you know, how come how come I didn't get the, the more money or whatever it was? And the boss said, because uh, the other guy has a master's degree. And uh, so what did Herman Cain do? Well, I got a master's degree. Hell yeah. And then, and then the next, then he ended up doing, running some show eventually with some rockets or something. And then he had, he had people that worked uh, underneath him and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, there you go. But you know how he got to that point. He had to sell out. Yeah, he did. He did the white man's way. You know, <laughs> he got an edumacation. Edumacation sold out. Yeah, you can't win. It's yeah, basically the left's. You know, um, that's all they run on. It's it's victimization and envy. That's their platform. That's all it is. So you know, you can't get anywhere because someone's keeping you down, and um, everybody else got to where they're at because you know they didn't deserve it. They got it on your back, off your back, and that's actually the wording they use. You know, like America was created in the backs of slaves. Wrong. It was not. So, you know, unless you're talking about Irish slaves, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about this before. There are some, there's some old money families in this country who got their old money through, you know, industries that touch slavery. But it's a minority of stuff. Right. And it's not how most people got there. So to say that America was built on that, it's just, it's bullshit. It's historically incorrect. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, atheism. Atheism is unstoppable. Is a YouTube channel. It's the guy who's got the kangaroo avatar. Yeah. Uh, Devin. He said something like, uh, "The fact if you say um, America was built on the backs of slaves, or slaves built America, it'd be like saying my gardener built my house." <laughs> no, my Mexican gardener built my house. No, he tends the lawn. That's oh, it. you had to, you had to go Mexican. Yeah. Garden, well, I didn't you? say that. He had to. He, he actually said Mexican, so I had to, I had to, I had to correct myself there, but. Yeah. So, anywho, next subject. <laughs> I'm just, just going to make it as awkward as possible <laughs> transitioning this. Time. Well, nothing's going to be more smooth. Awkward than very smooth. Very smooth. smooth. Nothing's going to be more awkward than Flower Pecker's name. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to move on to the uh, we're a little bit more. We're from Minneapolis. Most people know that at this point. Not for much longer. Not for, for much you. longer. I'm, I'm actively searching for your GTFO. The hell out of here. But uh, the. Um, they used to have, uh, during the rioting or, or right in the middle of the rioting and after rioting, one of the, um, a half finished, uh, hotel or something or business, um, yeah, it had was, given up uh, its, it was a Sheraton four points. Yeah. Had given up. It was, it was under construction. It was mostly done. Um, they'd given up, right? It was renovating. Yeah. So they, that they, was here. So yeah. So they had a new, well, it's in several cities, but they had, the, uh, they had, well, San Francisco has got the homeless Hilton, they call it, but. No, there was a guy here who bought a hotel and he was renovating it. And then the rioters slash protesters kind of move in, and he sort of let them like. Yeah, he pretended it was all uh, altruism, but it basically was like he thought it was a good idea. I think because it would keep the place from getting looted and ransacked and destroyed. Yeah, I think it was a little both. I think it was people coming in. He was trying to help get away from the rioters, then also, you know, he was he was trying to, you know, protect himself. But it wound up that these people just sort of took over. And they want the city to buy it now and give it to them or something. But eventually it turned out that they had to move out of there. So what did they do? They went to Powderhorn Park and moved in there. And the city council said, sure, why not? And, you know, they that's after they talked about defunding the police, Minneapolis City Council. So they pretty much knew even if these guys move in, what are they, they're not going to call the police to move them out. So they just said, acted as if, oh, well, no, we're going to do that. So what did they do? They set up <clears throat> water, biffies, and electricity at the park for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, did you hear that's why Seattle's getting sued over the Chaz Chop Zone by uh, residents and businesses there? Because they're saying, hey, you've allowed this to happen. And uh, the counterpoint to that is they're saying, well, police aren't through a, I can't remember that Supreme Court case. They're not required to protect you. They said, that's fine, but you're making it easy for these people to stay. You're giving them food. You're setting up. Yeah, you're you know, facilitating it. Yeah, you're you're making it so well, they that's can what's do happening this. at Powderhorn Park now. So there's this huge encampment there. Um, and there's an article here in Red State about uh, liberal neighborhood vows not to call police for issues and it doesn't end well. So here's it's by uh, Nick Arama is the uh, is the person who wrote this article. Because there's a real case of liberal insanity among many in the neighborhood in Minnesota. In the wake of the killing of George Floyd Minneapolis, by a Minneapolis police officer, many of the people in the neighborhood near Powderhorn Park in Minneapolis have vowed not to call the police on people in their community, according to the New York Times. 
but they're finding out that when you do that, it's not likely to turn out very well. This may be a good precursor for what might come to the rest of the city if they do it with police. The predominantly white progressive neighborhood is now having to deal with a homeless encampment of about 300 people in Powderhorn Park with all the attendant issues that one might expect from such an encampment. Also, it's not in this article, but there was a sexual assault against a teenage girl there just yesterday. Um, residents intervened when police tried to get the people in the park to leave last week, and now the Park and Recreation Board passed a resolution not to kick the people out. The board also put in a dozen portable restrooms, a shower trailer, trash bins, running water, and electricity in the park, and volunteers have distributed food and supplies to people there. Among the problems, traffic and drug dealing have increased. They've even had new prostitution in the area. Uh, One person overdosed in the park. Um, Well, it's the same thing that was on Highway 55. Yeah, but... but, uh, also, there was so one of the guys in the neighborhood got uh, accosted, and uh, some EUs, quote unquote, tried to carjack him, tried to get his. He was going after this car, and they tried to take his keys. Turns out he gave them the wrong keys. They gave him his, he gave them, them his house keys. They got flustered and left and went and carjacked somebody else. But it, he called the ended up calling the police. But then he felt super bad about it. Yeah, and he said, "I really regret doing that because the police would have ended up killing those young men, and we can't have that." You know, that, that's the attitude. Perhaps the most credible story was that of Mitchell Erickson, who found himself cornered by two teenagers a block from his home when one of them stuck a gun in his chest and demanded his car keys. He accidentally gave him the house keys instead, and they were unable to steal his car, so they left and stole a car somewhere else. Despite his vow, he called the police, which he says he now regrets. Here's the quote. Been thinking more about it, Erickson said in a text message to a reporter. I regret calling the police. It was my instinct, but I wish it hadn't been. I put those boys in danger of death by calling the cops. Yeah, I know, and yeah, it was scary for the that, but the cops didn't really have much to add after I called them, he continued. I haven't been forced to think about this before, so I would have lost my car. So what? At least no one would have been killed. If I would see that guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I mean, what 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 could you not make this guy do? I know. This, this putz. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. They leveled a gun in your chest. What, what do you think? What do you think? The, what do you think could have happened? Well, you, look, they're fr- they have uh, bad upbringings, underprivileged <laughs> kids. You know, I mean, it probably wasn't even a real gun. Boys will be boys. <laughs> it was probably just a squirt gun. You know, right? Let's make it whatever excuse we can make for them. Let's make that. Look, uh, they shouldn't have had guns, and the reason they had guns is is Donald Trump's fault. And uh, you know, Trump gave them guns and uh, took away their education. So there you go. Great. Yeah, so they were talking about this organized and violent juvenile robbery carjacking spree spans our metro area. Oh, how racist of you. A violent group of 35 to 40 teens has been terrorizing residents across the metro in a series of armed robberies and carjackings. Oh, they they actually showed a picture. Oh, this is Alpha News. That's why they showed a picture. (laughs) Because otherwise you wouldn't see the picture and you wouldn't hear a description uh, of these these youths, these just upstanding youths. Are you going to tell me they were wiling out? They, yeah, they were wiling out. They were whitling out. Really? Because they're all white. Oh, okay. No, they're all black. <laughs> By the way, whitling out is my word. That's every your time trademark. You, I gotta every say time trademark. you use it, you have, to, you have to pay me a quarter. Okay. All right. A spree of seven carjackings happened last Friday before the suspects crashed in northeast Minneapolis. The spree started in the city of Maplewood in late afternoon with three carjackings in rapid succession, followed by three more in St. Paul throughout the early evening and end up with a robbery at the Marcy Holmes area in Minneapolis uh, after 10.30 p.m. Officers spotted the suspect vehicle on East Hennepin Avenue following the last robbery, and the vehicle crashed and rolled when it tried to flee at a high rate of speed. Yeah, two of the uh, carjackers were severely injured, I guess. You know, that's all I have to say for that. So, as long as no, you know, innocent civilians and people on the street were hurt. You know? They can't see nodding. I was how long is it gonna yes. be yeah. how long is it gonna be before we have the Robocop movie anti theft device for cars? Do you remember that one? Um guy no. carjacks the car and he gets in the car and Oh it electrocutes him. Yeah it electrocutes yeah. him. I'd be too worried that, that you'd accidentally set that off in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Isn't it funny in that movie which came out like nineteen eighty three or eighty four, um it was uh, Detroit that was a shithole. And, you know, since then, Detroit's completely turned around. Right? <laughs> Hasn't it? So, I mean, we're talking 35 years ago that city was a shithole and everybody knew it. Enough so that it was in a movie, which means it was a shithole for five or six years before that. Right. So going on 40 years now, Detroit has sucked. And uh, they just keep electing Democrats. 
So do you want to transition to the city council members who want to disband the police or use a taxpayer-funded private security now? Yeah, exactly. Three Minneapolis city council members who want to abolish police are using city-funded private security. Uh, Cano is one of them. Yeah, Andre Jenkins, Philip Cunningham, and Andre Cano have racked up a security bill in excess of 60000 over uh, the past three weeks. Andrea Jenkins, yeah. Andrea Jenkins is Andy Jenkins. Yeah, nice. I'm looking at pictures here of this... Oh, it's a ma'am. Holy <laughs> shit. That yeah, here. But you, you, I'll show you real quick. Uh, the one on the far left. Oh, my. And, you know, the thing is, if you want to, again, we've said it uh, countless times. If you want to if you want to be called a woman's name and dress like a woman and all that, that's fine. You go ahead. I don't care. If he wants to be Andrea Jenkins, I don't give a shit. Just don't tell me that I have to say you're a woman. Because yeah, you're I'll, not. I'll call you by the name you want, but I won't. Say you're a woman. Every a cell, every woman. cell in your body, when it replicates every day, is going. You're not a woman. Now, on the other hand, if if uh, someone completely pulls it off, it's going to be pretty hard not to say she or her. Or, you know, when so yeah, there's they call that passing privilege. By the way, is this your that? is this your Blair, oh, if Blair you, White if, fascination again? Yeah, Blair White is a is a YouTube uh, a star, I guess. That's a, a conservative uh, transsexual. And uh, looks looks the part. Looks and sounds like a like a woman. And so whenever I say black Blair White, and I go, well, she does this, she does that. He's like, oh, well, you call Blair White she? I go, well, because she, she I, looks I, the part. I've, I've, there was this there was this, there was this one guy gal um, on plenty of uh, ish dot com, and, and the first time I what kind of weird sh- fucking <laughs> dating sites are you on? What is it? You never heard of plentyoffish.com? Oh, I thought you said plenty of ish. Yeah, I did right. because there's plenty of ish. Oh, on you're there. okay. All right. All right. I was taking you seriously. There. It's like, have you ever thought of getting any exercise at all? But at any rate, um, <laughs> the, uh, the I saw this person and I was like, oh, she's kind of fetching. And then strong jawline. <laughs> and, and so then I clicked into the profile. And at least he was honest about it. Right up front. <laughs> yeah, which it wasn't, I, it wasn't like seven paragraphs in. No, so I, I I I gave him a lot of credit for that, but I never as as good as they they looked, I never looked at the profile again. Oh, yeah. you know, I just went, you know right. So by. how many how many dates before you decided it wasn't going to work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless you date a a, a a man, you're homophobic. Well, what was who's the Who's the guy on, uh, and I say guy, yes, I'm a hateful bigot, on um, the bearing always goes after? Uh, Riley Dennis. Riley Dennis oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, on YouTube. Riley Dennis is a woman, using air quotes. So he's basically a very effeminate dude with long hair. And you can tell he's a very yeah. effeminate dude. And he's still got a dick. Yeah. Still fucks his More girlfriend. More power to you. Be still, an effeminate dude. I don't care. Still screws his girlfriend with it. And she considers herself a lesbian. Lesbian. Of course. Of course. And, yeah. and him too. You know, but uh, he came out and said, "If you won't date a trans person, you're a bigot." Hmm? No, that's <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, this is a couple of years ago that he said it, but just this concept of so when you date a trans person, which person is the catcher and what's with the pitcher in that, at that point? I don't know. I mean, if you, I mean, you, you'd be considered. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Well, well we're on a tangent here anyway. I ordered one from Amazon. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're gonna, we want to get back to the fact that the uh, city council... Oh, that, yes, yes. Yeah, they're spending 4000 now, 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 I, I heard on the fake news, I think it was uh, Carol Levin, uh, that, that the cost is the same whether it's private or tax, the other, the regular police... Okay, so you're saying private security as opposed to paying the police? They, the they, said it's a, they said it was the same okay. cost. Well, yeah, it's, the same, it's the same cost, but one is budgeted for and the other isn't. Well, here we go. The city is spending 4500 per day to furnish the three council members with personal protection details. Security is provided by two firms, Aegis and Belcom. The city spokesperson says the council members cannot simply use the police to protect them because the cops are needed elsewhere in the city. I think there's a little bit more to th- than that little explanation. Yeah, it might be the cops don't really want to protect them. Yeah, meanwhile, reports abound of law enforcement refusing or neglecting to respond to reports of crime in Minneapolis. Quote, my concern is a large number of white nationalists, sick, in our city and other threatening communications I've been receiving, says Jenkins, adding that some of these threats relate to Jenkins' sexual identity. Both Cunningham and Jenkins are transgender. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 
Well, Cunningham, the picture of Cunningham looking at it, he just looks very, you know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's about it. But, uh, yeah, so... Cunningham's not the one on the far right. The cu- No, so uh, Andre Jenkins is the dude with the, uh, with the dreadlocks. With dreadlocks, And a yeah. super big forehead, even bigger well, than mine. The the uh, dreadlocks <clears throat> with the long hair and the hairline that's well... Well receding, yes. Yeah. And then if, if Felipe Cunningham is just a... You know, he's a, he's a very... Kind of light in the loafers is how I describe him. But uh, is that a woman who is now a man or what? No, he's just a dude with a... He's got a little goatee. But didn't it say transgender? That's what they say, yeah. And then there's Alondra Cano. Maybe Alondra Cano is, is uh, transgender because no, she's a beautiful-looking so. little uh, Hispanic uh, heritage woman here, right? She's. I think she's basically a socialist. She's basic. She's oh. a basic Becky with brown hair. Um, <laughs> so on Friday, the council unanimously voted to advance a plan aimed at dismantling the police department. If the council's vision, vision is achieved, a Department of Community Safety and Violence Prevention replace the cops and purportedly take on a holistic... Public health-oriented approach of law enforcement. That sounds beautiful, actually. I'm, I'm, I say do it. More well, power Dan to Bongino, Especially since I'm moving the fuck out of Minneapolis. Dan Bongino was talking about this. He said, you know, he served time as a New York cop. And he said, you go into a domestic situation where you've got a husband who's been kicking the shit out of the wife and the little kid. Little kid's crying, cowering in the corner. You know, the mom's all beat up. And the dad is, you know, tripped out on something or just mad. He goes, you're going to send a social worker into that to straighten that out? That's that's not going to work. No. Nope. And all of this, you know, hippie bullshit. So social worker call, uh, coming in looking like Rambo. Yeah. Maybe. First blood. But yeah. all this, <laughs> I'm here to straighten shit out. Maybe that, maybe that social worker could do some good. But all this hippie bullshit works if you assume everybody deep down is a good person. And the truth is, well, the, not people are good people. Down, not, yeah. yeah, most people, if given the opportunity to do bad things, will do we'll bad, do bad things. things. Yeah. But some people are just flat out evil. So the people who, given the opportunity, will do bad stuff are kept in place by the tacit threat of law enforcement. That if you do bad things, people will come and take you and make you pay a penalty for it. But there are some people who don't care if there's law enforcement there. And, you know, law enforcement being there only limits the amount of shit they can get away with. Yeah. And that's what Minneapolis is going to find out. And the worst part about this is nobody knows, because we don't teach school in school anymore. Nobody understands that this is the French Revolution. This is we're going to enforce a morality on people. And at some point, the leaders of this movement aren't seen as moral enough by the by the mob, and they get guillotined. And is it Lisa Bender, who's the president of the? Yeah, she's the ben, uh, She's the president. city council president. Lisa now Bender. there's a now there's a petition for her to resign, and yeah. she's doing all the wolf bullshit they want her to do, and they still want to get rid of her. And she's the one that said when she was interviewed by somebody who said, "Well, what do, yeah, what do we do if if we're homes getting invaded and we have to call the police?" Well, she goes, "Well, that comes from a place of privilege." See, and mm-hmm. that was her answer. That was that was her answer to that question. She is as left as they want her to be, and they still want her to resign. Why? Because you have to have somebody else to blame. You know, yeah. and Justice and Drew just this morning, local radio show was saying that uh, there's uh, four hundred and seventy-five thousand people, or so, roughly, in Minneapolis, and the amount of people that voted. Uh, was was somewhere in the neighborhood of one seventh or one eighth of that, and she basically got elected by five thousand people. <laughs> yeah. So these people have she got like forty five hundred votes or something like that. So the people who voted to put her in place are basically about one percent of the population of Minneapolis. Yep. And so, like Tim Pool has said, you play stupid games, you win stupid well, prizes. And you get, yeah, and you get uh, homeless encampments in in Powder Arm Park, where just last Thursday a juvenile was sexually assaulted. Awesome. Did you see Andrea Mitchell reporting from the Chaz Chop Zone? No. She was a NBC reporter. She was standing outside of it, and some guy, guy in a bikini, comes charging up to her. <laughs> I didn't was, see this. I didn't he know was, was I mean, okay. he was going to do her harm, either yeah. that or get right in her face. And somebody at the last second, I don't know I if think it was, was their security. Might have been, or it was somebody there, just intercepts the guy, bang, you know, marches him away. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can hear her on her mic go, where are the cops when you need them? <laughs> well, um, the, I saw a video this morning 
with some cop in his squad car. There's a video that he made saying that he was going, they had asked him to go out to yeah, he pr- was, protect he was people who were protest. protest, protest the, the people who were protesting about cops wanted the cops to come out to protect them. <laughs> yeah. And he had, they don't know where he's from because he had his badge number off yeah. and everything. But yeah, he was being called to... Uh, to uh, protect some people at a protest, and it was an it was a defund the police protest. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're doing some would you rather. We're gonna do would you rather's. All right, let's have them. All right. Would you rather walk around flexing your muscles for no reason, or clicking your heels while shouting "Yippee"? Well, I do the second one all the time. Oh, I do the first one all the time. I do the first one all the time, especially oh. if uh, there's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you flex your muscles for no reason, you can play it off as like, uh, I'm just fucking around. But your heels with shouting EP sounds like something you'd, if you're deranged, you'd do that. <laughs> and there we maybe, go. You're, maybe you're a big fan of the Wizard of Oz. No, no, no. you got to keep your feet on the ground for that. You know, And you got to say there's no place like home. So, Rooster, you're all about uh, clicking your heels. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so it was like a, the Toyota ad then, clicking your heels. I don't remember that one. Oh, that was where they they jump up in the air and they click their heel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Toyota with the keys. Oh, you know? oh, what, a, oh yeah. what a feeling one. Not as good as the Isuzu commercial with Joe Isuzu. Oh, that Joe Isuzu was, was great. It was awesome. It's great. It's got more seats than the Astrodome. <laughs> Would you rather leave your fortune to charity or your family? Leave my family to charity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that's the that's the that's the correct answer. I don't know. I think if you're if you're uh, if you create if you create a big fortune <laughs> and you leave it to charity and not your family, you're a pretentious motherfucker. Yeah. That's I, I mean, if you raise your family that, well, they will spend it well or they will use it well. If you raise shit kids, then yeah, you don't want to give it to them. It, unless I will say something like uh, you know, like a Bill Gates kind of fortune. If you're leaving that whole thing to your kids, I think you're ruining your kids. I, I think if you leave your kids some money, you know, and say, look, do something with it. I remember it was one of the Koch brothers. There's one who gets interviewed all the time and one who doesn't. And the one who did said his father left him, I think it was $100,000 in like the 20s or something when he passed away or 30s or whatever. I mean, an obscene amount of money. But he left him a note saying, if this, if this money makes you comfortable... I've done you a disservice, basically. Yeah. I've ruined you. Yeah. And uh, you can say what you want about the Koch brothers, but they employ a lot of people and they built quite a fortune. And um, and yeah, they use it for all sorts of reasons. But I, you know, if you're worth $10 billion, I don't know if leaving it to your whole family is a good thing. No, but they're kind of, the question is implied here that it would be all or nothing. So you get all yeah, the I mean, charity you, or all. I mean, like a little bit here, a little bit there. That's not the question. You if you give it all to charity or all to your family. If you've raised five or six million dollars in your life and you die and you were like, fuck you, family. I'm giving that to other people. You're a dick. You yeah, really absolutely. are. Unless your kids are complete shits. And then you're still a dick because you raise shit kids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of, it it does depend on the circumcism, uh, circumstances. Um, and I steal people's material all and the time. And that's why your kids are fucked up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, there are, I mean, so let's, let's, let's say you're extremely single and you have no family. Well, then you, you don't have a family to leave it to. The question's pretty easy to answer. However... You leave it to your dog. Can okay? How about this? Because I hear you guys all the time. You know, making amending, up, amending. The yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm putting my amend amendment on here. Um, that if so, say you have one off offspring, and you say, "Look, I've got so much money, and quite frankly, you don't need it all. I would like that you would do something." With it to help. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like half a dozen or half of it being spent on charity, basically. Yeah. Right? So I, I would, I would, I could go for that. I would yeah. like that. That's pretty much, I mean, if you've got like ungodly money, yeah, you're going to give some of it to a charity that you believe in. I would absolutely. I mean, if I had, let's and, say I had and they would, dollars. And, and they would be doing, they would look, be doing you look, a disservice if they just went out and just, you know, did a whole bunch of 
coke and stuff. The problem, Crow, is Pornhub is not a charity. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they they gotta work their way through college somehow. <laughs> that and that uh, and that uh, bandwidth is expensive. <laughs> All right. Well, one more. Why do you think he's always broke? <laughs> I got two really good ones here. So All right, let's do it. Really uh, the first one: Would you rather? Would you rather never have to wake up early or never watch what you eat again? Would you never rather wake up? Oh early? God! Never have to watch what you eat. That's the one I go with. So, like, no matter what, you just didn't get fat, or you, you have rock hard six pack abs. Well, even if it wasn't, even if you had like a just normal body, you know, like svelte. Yeah, like you weren't you weren't like in like cover model shape, but you know, you looked good. Yeah, if you never had to watch what you eat, it'd be good. Uh, you can eat whatever I you can, want. I can get up early if I have to. Oh, I like it. As long as you get to nap. Oh, so if you, if you don't have to worry about what you eat, but yet you're going to wake up early? Is that what they're yeah, saying? Yeah, no, I, I oh, think you might have to wake up early. Oh, no, I, I I like waking up early, so that works for me. Yeah, I think we're all in consensus It reminds me of that Louis C.K. joke where he goes, I've never had a problem eating. He goes, I can just eat whatever I want and get really fat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one here. Would you rather go to jail for the rest of your life or be homeless for the rest of your life? I'd just crash on your couch here, so I'm picking second one. But then that's considered... Yeah, no, it's not. Right no, you know what? It's funny. That is not. Really? Yeah. Because my... What I about mean, if you live in someone else's RV? If you're living in a place you don't own, that is not considered home. And you're not paying rent? Right. So if you're couch surfing amongst four or five friends' houses, you are technically experiencing homelessness. Or experiencing... Well, that's just somebody's description. Yeah, it's... Homelessness but, uh, now is defined by you don't have your place that you're either owning well, I sleep, or paying. I sleep pretty well on a couch. So, yeah, I'll do the homelessness. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go to jail. No, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in jail. Um, speaking of jail, uh, that guy, that that's the guy. But uh, um, <laughs> that's, a, a body, that that's, a, that's a body <laughs> slating line from one of his jokes. Okay. Uh, uh, but... But uh, you lost it. <laughs> well, I wanted to say something, so I'm going to interject here. Okay. Awkwardly. Go for it. Right. Well, now I'm going to pause awkwardly, too. All right, here we go. Are you pausing pregnantly? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the rule of this one is basically, I'd say homelessness is you're, you have to live like either in a car or under a bridge somewhere. You can't live in someone's house and sleep on their couch the rest of your life. So it's either live out in the woods uh, in a cardboard box or on a sidewalk in a cardboard box or under a bridge or in a car, um, dilapidated, like a broke down car. That's where you live. Or no way. Cause if you, if you that's were like, become your home then, if you were like one of those survival guys who could just move out to the middle of Idaho and build a, you know, lean to, then you got a home. Well, that's a home. Yeah. No, you yeah. can't do that. So You're not allowed. So the guy, this, I think uh, you've made these, this too extreme. The, 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 the guy, the guy who, Ended up having to go to jail, and he was like seventy years old. I think he was with affiliated at some point with with the president Trump. And oh, Roger Stone. Was it? And anyways, they they kicked him out of jail because he was old. He was oh, seventy okay. or some no, shit. This was and and they said you're gonna do the rest of your sentence on on home, um, yeah, home monitoring or home monitoring home arrest. You know, home arrest. So and it was like seven years, and and I thought about that when I heard that. And I was like, "Good God, that would be hard. It would be better to be in jail because then at least you have a society that you're intermixing with. But if you if you have to stay in your home, if you had, I mean, as lovely as this is, I mean, if you had to, you couldn't leave here for well, seven that's, years. That's generous." The second bunker is beautiful. Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> it, it, seriously, could you live in here for seven years? Without leaving? seeing anybody or do anything? No, no I you, people could come over, but you can't leave. Oh. I mean, I'd make do. Probably. I'd make do. I think. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. But I'd make do. It'd be better yeah. than going to prison. <laughs> yeah. But I guess just about anything's better yeah, than going to prison. But the, some of the... You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to get... Raped all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no prison sex. Maybe there's you no like prison, I don't know. There's no prison sex going on at the second bunker. I'll tell you that. So, uh, all right. I I got another subject. That okay, I let's do it. So we on the bread and circuses page. 
I feel all grown up now. We got our first uh, strike for Facebook. And do you know what it was for? It was a post that a friend of the show shared that I then shared on the page that said that a certain European uh, leader in, uh, oh, about the 1930s. The funny little mustache? Yeah. Defunded the... Uh, Defunded the um, the police to let the brown shirts take over, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the first thing that you know led to a lot of this. Well, about two weeks after I post this, I get a notice via Facebook that said, "Yeah, independent fact checkers mm-hmm. have found that to be untrue," and I'm like, "It is a historical fact. You can read about this stuff. There's documentation of it." So, yeah, that's in the white man's history books. Yeah. So I don't, first of all, I don't care. Give us all the strikes you want. Big deal. Makes me feel all grown up now. Makes me feel like we're important <laughs> enough for someone to notice to go, those guys are fuckers, you know? I mean, so kudos to everybody who helped us get there. Uh, but I do think it's funny that these nameless, faceless, anonymous people who are apparently, according to Facebook, outside of Facebook, just get to decide. And there's no appeal to it. You don't think it's just an algorithm doing this? It, it's very possible, but I think I think they're honest in saying even that if it is an algorithm, somebody's uh, putting in the code in order right. to have what they find, you know, references I'll, to Hitler. I'll take them at their word that there are people who aren't with Facebook who found this to be independently untrue, but it's not untrue. Right. You know, it's, it's their truth. Yeah, it's their truth, and so. I have always been, when you and I would talk about this, and you were, I think, with Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, and, like, the internet has to be a public utility that, you know, that these companies can't have. And I'm like, eh, you know, I'm a, I'm a capitalist and a private company guy, and I know there are some evils that come along with that, but I'm willing to accept them. And I want to be clear. I don't feel personally affronted by this. It doesn't bother me that we got the strike. I, I don't care. But it's the thing behind it that says that these independent people can just decide that what you said was or wasn't true. This is the 2 plus 2 equals 5 out of 1984. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what So you're saying you you might want to consider making a public utility now? There's no might. I, with that incident, went completely to the other side. You know, I've softened a little bit on my stance. Really? Uh, I used to think that too. And I think, you know, they should, you should be able as a company to have whatever you want on your um, social media site, but you can't do this bait and switch bullshit, which is what they pulled, and they get they get special special uh, consideration, special tax benefit. If you take that away and don't and don't allow allow them to get sued for bait and switch, so they built their companies up on the backs of people promising that you have a free and open expression of your word, and they built up this giant um, media company out of this, and then they turn around and say, "Hey, fuck you!" By the way, you, you shouldn't be able to do that. Because they built they built it on a lie then. And then you should be able to go and sue them and say, no, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm actually like Stephen Crowder is a good example. Or Gavin McGinnis is another example. I, I started with you early on when you were a company that wasn't a billion-dollar company. And I helped you grow. Yeah, I brought viewers to you. I helped you grow. And I actually decided to put all my cars in here. I, I passed up other opportunities to make money in order to put my... my, my feet in here and go, this is what I'm going to uh, make my business and help you and help me and we're going to grow together. And now you and demonetize they, they turn around and say, fuck off now. You can't do that. And I say, so if, if, if you want to do that, then you have to be up front. Like if I wanted to start a conservative YouTube, then I have to be up front. If this is conservative YouTube, if somehow we decide that halfway through uh, that we're going to switch to liberal YouTube, then uh, you know we're in some trouble. You could sue us. Well, you know the argument they're making though is they only have so much bandwidth. It can only have so much stuff, and if it's not, yeah. if it's not driving ad revenue, then you know, hey, yeah. we can't have it on here. Well, you know, they're, they've just changed. Facebook just changed the rules again, saying that uh, um, they're not going to allow. They're going to be even more strict on what they consider hate speech, but only for political ads. And you know why? why? So they can ban Trump. Well, did you see what some of these big companies now, like Coke and Pepsi, are doing with Facebook? They're saying we're just not advertising anymore. Because no matter what, just we, too much. What, no matter what we do on there, it's gonna be half the country hates us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, someone's gonna come after us for it, and that's gonna hurt them. I do think there is some push, and Ted Cruz is really behind this to get the platform stuff. I get mixed up between which is platform, which is publisher platform. I think they pu- are pu- publisher as editing. Uh, they edit what's coming out. A uh, platform is free for all. 
Threads. Yeah. If you're if you're a platform for someone, you're not controlling anything about right. it or editing anything. And about they it. are a platform that's and acting, that's like, acting a like a publisher. Yeah. Yeah. And being a platform is supposed to give you some uh, legal um, protections so that people can't sue you for what comes out. Let's say somebody says something hateful that causes somebody to murder someone. You know, saying, "Hey, we," you know, someone who has a big, strong voice and says, "You know what? These um, these Red Sox fans." They're, they're worthless sacks of shit. Go kill one. And then someone goes and does it. Not only can that person be sued, but then the publisher could be sued for having that, that voice. Kind of like the bar with, the, with serving alcohol to somebody yeah. that's... But if you're just a platform, you're like, we have no control over We just allow open access. We don't have control over what people say. But as soon as you start editing and saying, nope, you can't say that, you can't say that, you've become a publisher. Unless yeah. it's illegal. I mean, like, like putting out bomb-making material. I mean, that's obviously illegal stuff so they, they can say no that's banned but that's not messaging that's just an illegal act or an illegal you know something illegal so there's there's a slight bit of nuance to it not much well are you ready for another awkward segue to a quick topic of hope sure okay so my mom owns a gun went out and got her cc and all that stuff just recently I uh, know, about three or four years ago. Okay. So she's got this gun. What kind of gun did she get? She has a uh, nine millimeter. I don't know which kind. It's not a Glock. Did she? She just bought it. No, uh, it's about three or four years ago. Oh, I thought you said she just bought it. No, so she's it's, got this uh, gun, and she's like, you know what? It doesn't have a safety on it. I just that's why I asked her if it was a Glock, and she's like, it doesn't have a safety. Kind of wanted to trade it in for a pistol that has a safety on it. She took it into the to the gun shop, and the guy goes. Yeah, sure. He goes, but it's going to be months before I can get you something else. Yeah. And she said, why? And he goes, there's no guns. He goes, our sales are up 500%. And that is about what it is nationally. Yeah. 500%. As everyone's going out and buying guns. And I saw uh, Dana, um, Dana Lash. Lash. Lash, yeah. She always, yeah, because Dana Bash is the chick on CNN. So Dana Lash was on with uh, Mark... Um, uh, gay guy, Cuban? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. No, the guy on YouTube. I'm totally sp- spacing his name. The, why oh, I left the not, left guy? It's not Mark. It's um, Mark Spitz. No. Anyway, I thought it was Mark, but anyway, he um, he's not gay, was he? I'm totally missing his name. Oh, he's a swimmer. There so was some swimmer that was gay. <laughs> Greg Luganis. He was a doctor. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, he, uh, she was on with him and. She said, Hi, can we get past this Second Amendment thing now? Now that all the lefties are going out and buying guns. My, you know. Speaking of which, uh, when the, the riots were going on, <laughs> my <laughs> Friday morning, 5.30 in the morning, my sister calls me and says, do you know where I can get a gun? <laughs> I said, go to Fleet Farm. Buy yourself a shotgun. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> she was right down in the heart of it. Yeah. He was a former Young Turks uh, yeah. contributor. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, it's like, it's, I'm trying to find it here. I, I, I typed in former Young Turks and it's not giving me. Oh, uh, Ruben. Mark Ruben. Mark Ruben. So it was Mark. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you know what you tell your mother when she says, I don't like the fact that my gun doesn't have a safety. Well, it's called a good fucking holster. That's your safety. <laughs> Seriously, don't don't you don't need a safety. You shouldn't have a safety on your gun. Yeah, but she's not she's not CCing it. She's keeping it. In Even the keeping it in the house. You 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 put it in a retention holster. So you put it in a nightstand. I'll give you her number. You can call her. Yeah. Well. Honestly, though, you, you think about it. There's a, you see a lot of these videos where these police officers and concealed carry aficionados like show security footage of people using their guns defensively, and like a lot of the a lot of videos are here is what you did wrong or what they did wrong. And, and a lot of the times is the fact that they carried it either unchambered, unchambered. around or unchambered and with a safety on or with just a safety on it. And every time in the heat of the moment, they, they didn't know what to do. They either try to chamber it and they fuck it up because they, they short stroked it or they uh, forgot to take the safety off and tried to fire with the safety on like, oh, it's broken and they get shot and killed. So in the heat of the moment, you don't. The less shit you have to deal with, the better. So get a good holster that covers up the covers up the the trigger trigger guard and fits the gun well. So if you shake the holster upside down, the gun will pop out. And you know, there you go. That's your safety. Or get a revolver. Some revolvers have safeties. I would not really? recommend that. Yeah, I would I've not never rec- seen a revolver yeah, with a safety. They have little push button safeties or lever safeties on them. It's like that. I would not recommend that either. Huh? Don't get your revolver with a safety. 
So. Well, the best part about revolvers is you don't need casings behind. Yes. That's <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, do you have anything else? Well, there was... Um, did you see the... The, or did you hear about the white supremacist mass shooter at Jefferson Square Park? No. Um, so Wait, are you saying it was a shooter, a mass shooter who shot only white supremacists? <laughs> no, it was a white supremacist. I would say that person's aim so has got to be really good. The Twitterati on Saturday night, Saturday night, this last Saturday, reported that a white supremacist went on a mass shooting targeting peaceful protesters at Jefferson Square Park in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so the top result when searching for that was uh, some uh, blue check mark guy, or no, it was Twitter, verified Twitter, I think. And this guy says, a white supremacist opened fire at a group of peaceful protesters who were organized at Jefferson Square Park in Louisville, Kentucky, demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. Multiple victims were shot. And he goes, this is America. Actually, one guy died. One guy bled out. So, um, and some actor did the same thing. A white male just committed mass shooting targeting black, peaceful black Americans. Um, but they didn't do any fact-checking, and it turns out that the guy was a homeless man named Steven Lopez, who was apparently kicked out of the park. <laughs> he was upset about it. It's like when shot people. That's a white supremacist right there. So several witnesses Lopez identified Lopez. Lopez, who had frequented the park as a shooter. The Courier, Junior, uh, Courier Journal reported on Sunday, and video surveillance showed him shooting a handgun into the crowd. Several bystanders returned fire, shooting Lopez in the leg, according to the citation. Uh, according to the journal reported, they reported that Lopez was a regular at the protests. So, yeah, but that's your white supremacist. That's immediately what happens is everything is, you know, it's considered a white hate crime until proven otherwise. And even if proven otherwise, they still go on with that narrative. Well, talking about shooting in the leg, did you see Biden's comment about that? Why can't we teach the cops to shoot people in the leg? Because that's retarded. Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> You can't use that word. Did you Did you see... Somebody put... I saw this... Somebody sent me a video of these guys with a revolver, and the one guy already had one foot bandaged up, and you could see that the blood was coming out of the top of his foot, and they would spin the revolver, and then they would... You know how you go... You kind of flip the thing to get it yeah. to close? Yeah, a cylinder. Yeah, and, and it closes, and then whatever, and... And so they're doing this back and forth. It's kind of like Russian roulette yeah. in a sense. I, I, I don't it's know. Literally, they they're shooting at their feet. I didn't get it at all, but they, they did it. And then the next thing you know, the guy got shot in the other foot, <laughs> and, it, and blood's everywhere. And I was like, you what? couldn't help but laugh seeing that because that's that's just Dar Darwin it's, Award right there. Darwin, Darwin Award, Award all day long. Yeah. But if, if you get shot above the knee in the leg. Chances I think, are. I think you got about a 50-50 shot of bleeding out. Yeah, the femoral artery is pretty big. Yeah, and if you hit it, you'll bleed out fast. Yeah. But that oh, did you, is stupid. It reminds me of that video where the protester got shot with a rubber bullet or like something, and it and it abrased him, like basically tore open his pant leg on the inner thigh and uh, like above the knee. And he had this like little, like you could see in the video, it was like a long like gouge, but it wasn't like bleeding profusely. And they all freaked out <laughs> and they cinched a belt. On his leg, like a tourniquet, oh. like right above the wound, and then and then he was like screaming and oh my god! They're like he's bleeding out. It's like fucking idiots. <laughs> Do you hear about the guy in Minneapolis who actually got shot in the nuts with the uh, no that, yeah I just yeah, yeah. ruptured a testicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lost one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they tell you on tourniquets when you put tourniquets on. First of all, if you get like a wound like above the knee and you put a tourniquet, you're supposed to put it as close to the base of the leg as possible. You're not supposed to put it down by the wound because by cinching the wound tighter around the, or cinching around the wound, you're tearing the flesh worse. It's yeah. spreading up the wound. But they also say, but don't trap a testicle when you do that on a male because that happens. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, do I want to bleed out or do I want to lose a testicle? Uh, I don't know. It's a 50-50 a proposition there. Um, I know we're long on time, but one other short thing we have to get through that was fucking brilliant is, do you follow Jesse Kelly at all? I don't, but I should. Jesse Kelly is in this whole, I mean, he is a master Twitter troll. I mean, he's Trumpian. Yeah, he has his, his own radio show, I believe. Yeah, and he has his own TV show on like Pluto TV or something. But uh, he he's like Trumpian levels of trolling. Um, and... He started this whole thing about why they have to tear down the Yale statues and they have to rename Yale. And uh, he's from Texas. And Rice University is built by a guy who was in the slave trade, so they have to get rid of that. So there's, he's starting this whole thing. And now there's lefties jumping on going, yeah, we got to do that stuff. And he's just He's just feeding this. And his yeah. point is... 
hey, look, if these are the rules you want to play by, you guys have been breaking them for a long time. And it's it's pretty it's pretty genius how he's doing it. But at Princeton, they tore down or they're taking down a statue. So the mob didn't tear it down. This cool is actually taking down a statue of Woodrow Wilson. I never thought I'd see this when the lefties came for the lefties. Woodrow Wilson. He's as fucking lefty yeah. as it gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's I mean, Woodrow Wilson makes Barack Obama, Obama go, uh, maybe you should tone it down a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and now speaking of lefties, there's a thing about, um, you know, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ, said that when they got, uh, when they passed the civil rights, they were going to have the uh, darky vote for the next hundred years. Mm-hmm. Now they're independently fact-checking that, saying no one can confirm he said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because everybody who was there is dead. Yeah. You know? Well, so. Oh, did well. you did you hear about the... <laughs> did you, you hear about the anarchist that got kicked out of his uh, group? No. Uh, yeah, he was following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> if you want to contact us, it's rooster email. It's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And uh, thanks to Flower Pecker for joining us tonight. Uh, but look us up on the Facebook page. It's Bread and Circuses Podcast. Like, share, comment, all that stuff. We appreciate it. See you. Bye.